Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Tuesday, August 1st, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwetze, reporting for Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. Western cities in Canada issue evacuation order as wildfire crosses over from the United States. Canada has been eliminated from the FIFA Women's World Cup following loss to Australia. In Toronto, construction forces one month closure of distillery district roadway. And on international news, West African nations threaten force after coup in Niger ousted president. And then we hear from James with a new segment for Under the Radar. With all this news, let's get started. The regional district of Okanagan Simil Kamin in the town of Osoyoos issued an evacuation order this Saturday evening as wildfires crossed over from the United States. According to CBC News, the Eagle Bluff fire is burning about four kilometers from the town of Osoyoos in BC southern interior and is considered to be a wildfire of note. The town, which is 400 kilometers east of Vancouver, has just over 5,000 residents. Previous wildfire updates referred to the fire on the Canadian side of the border as Lone Pike Creek Fire, but both sides of the wildfire are now being referred to as the Eagle Bluff Fire. On Sunday morning, more than 2,000 properties in West Osoyoos were placed on evacuation alert, as was a stretch of land on the west side of Osoyoos Lake extending northwards along Highway 97. An evacuation alert means residents should prepare to evacuate their homes, possibly with little to no notice. An evacuation order means residents should leave immediately. BC Wildfire Service says the Eagle Bluff fire is now burning over an area of 8.8 square kilometers on the Canadian side, while the Washington State Department of Natural Resources estimates the U.S. portion is more than 40 square kilometers in size as of Sunday afternoon, which is a significant growth observed overnight. Shaylee Stearns, a BC Wildfire Service's fire information officer, told CBC News that the around-the-clock response is focused on the east flank of the fire and the structure protection crew is working in the Kipula area. A state of local emergency was declared for the town of Osoyoos late on Saturday night and is set to last until Saturday, August the 5th, unless it is extended. And now for a Women's World Cup update. Canada has been eliminated from the soccer tournament after losing to Australia. Canada's third and final team group match was against co-host nation Australia this Monday in Melbourne. Australia ended Canada's FIFA Women's World Cup campaign with a 4-0 win. The 10th-ranked Australian team needed to win to move on to the tournament's knockout round, which they did. A draw or win would have moved the 7th-ranked Canadians into the round of 16. And now they go home after three games, finishing third in a tough Group B with a 1-1-1 score. According to TSN, this is Canada's worst finish at the Women's World Cup since it went winless in 2011 and finished last. It's likely also the Canadian women's world's game in recent years. The Canadian team knew a loss might and not end their campaign, providing other group mate Nigeria was beaten by Ireland. Nigeria and Ireland played to a 0-0 draw. Now, Australia first in the group and Nigeria will move on to the next round of the games. Other teams that have qualified so far are Switzerland, Spain, Japan, and Norway. Moving on, in Toronto, construction has forced a one-month closure of distillery district roadway. According to City News, the construction is set to close up a half-kilometer stretch of Parliament Street in the distillery district for the next month, starting on Monday. 
The city says critical work to replace a natural gas main in the area will see Parliament Street close from Lakeshore Boulevard East to Front Street East. Paid duty officers will be on hand to manage traffic and ensure access to businesses and residents in the area. The west sidewalk will remain open and the Mill Street cycle track will not be impacted by the construction. The pipeline is expected to be fully in service by the end of 2023. And on international news, after a coup d'etat in Niger last week, West African nations have imposed sanctions and are threatening force demanding ousted President Mohamed Bazoum be reinstated within a week. This is the seventh coup of recent years in the Sahel region. Crowds in the country's capital city of Niamey have burned French flags and attacked the French embassy. According to Reuters, at an emergency summit in Nigeria to discuss last week's coup, Leaders of the Economic Community of West African States, or ECOWAS, called for a constitutional order to be restored, warning off reprisals if not. Their communication representatives have said that such measures may include force. Two presidential aides told Reuters that Shad's president, Mohamed Idris Deby, who came to power in 2021 after a coup, met his Nigerian counterpart, Bola Tinubu, on the sidelines of the summit and volunteered to speak to the military leaders in Niger. ECOWAS and the 8th member West African Economic and Monetary Union said that within a week, if the president isn't restored, borders with, with Niger will be closed, commercial flights banned, financial transactions halted, national assets frozen and aid ended. Niger's Prime Minister under Bazoum's government, Ohumoto Mahamado, said ECOWAS sanctions would be disastrous because the country relies heavily on international partners to cover its budgetary needs. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave you with James with a Toronto story that has probably been under your radar. Good morning. I'm James Kaza, and every week I'm going to bring you a local news story happening now in Toronto that may be flying under your radar. This week, our story focuses on the fate of 277 Victoria Street. For many, Young and Dundas Square is the heart of Toronto. The bustling hub of culture and commerciality has become representative of Canada. From its diverse lineup of events, to being a popular spot for newcomers to Canada and longtime residents alike. Perhaps it is also telling of our nation that there is a hidden battle happening, taking a toll on an oppressed group just steps away from this hub of all things Canada. The site of 277 Victoria. Once home to the well-loved Sam Sam Record Store, then vacant, this site now holds The Works, a Toronto public health facility. Many Torontonians know it for its safe injection site, officially called IOT. The facility also offers training for overdose prevention, dental care for the unhoused, and more. A long controversial facility located next to Toronto Metropolitan University, this site has now been sold as part of the city government's modern TO plan, and The Works has 24 months to move. According to Toronto City website, Modern TO aims to modernize the city's office portfolio, downsizing assets, and consolidating physical space the city owns, including offices. The city has sold 277 Victoria, which includes the work, but also offices to hundreds of Health Toronto employees, as part of Modern TO. Modern TO lists 15 sites that will remain after consolidation for city offices and services, including IOTs like the works. I personally looked through all 15, and the following was revealed. One location itself was 277 Victoria, which will be closed in 24 months. 
Of the remaining 14, five are City Hall, Metro Hall, and the Civic Centers in Scarborough, North York, and Etobicoke. Historically, these centers are not where the city puts services like helping the unhoused and addicted. Eight of these sites are city-owned property. However, all eight have zoning that bans IO-type services. This leaves two unnamed sites for potential future locations of the works. Activists warn when similar closures affected services in Regent's Park and the encampment at Lampert Stadium, the new locations the city chose were vast distances and were alleged to be an excuse for the city to bury its problems. Whether this will happen in 24 months with the works has yet to be seen, but it is worth keeping on your radar. I'm James Casa for Met Radio, and this has been Under Your Radar. And before we wrap up our news for today, let's take a look at the weather for Toronto. Today in the city, there will be a low of 15 degrees in the morning with a high of 24 in the afternoon. No rain is expected. Well, with this, let's finish up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's Med Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schuetze. Thanks for listening.